are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Kara's already laughing across the table. I'm so animated. Like, this, this, this episode is going to be epic. I I'm so tell, excited. I can tell already. You guys, today on the show, I have Carol Winslow, who is a famous makeup artist and the master, I mean the master of selfies here in Gainesville, Florida. I mean, like she's all over the selfie game. I do love my selfies. Yeah, you know, you it's kind of fun. Absolutely crush the selfies. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so super, much for having me. Super excited to have you. I'm super excited to, to get in. It's funny because, you know, we've known of each other for so long. Yes. It's, it, we're basically at that point in time where if you have at least 50 mutual friends on Facebook, that automatically, that automatically it, qualifies you to become friends exactly. with Exactly. Else, exactly. Know? Yes. So we we cr- cr- I think at some point cr- crossed like the 150 mutual friends <laughs> on Facebook, <laughs> like that that line. And we're like, okay, we can be friends now. Yes, exactly. And literally, we met each other for the first time what two months ago. Yes. Yeah. I think it was two months ago. It was at that chamber event. Okay. So, so yeah. So I've been doing this stuff, getting these round tables ready with the yep. chamber. It was there when I first met you. We took our very first selfie. Very together. first selfie. It was so excited. <laughs> and basically BFFs since. Exactly. We are total BFFs. One hundred. <laughs> 100%. So, this is like awesome. And it's funny because I was reflecting back to the point that you were referred by other guests that were on the show saying, you have to get Kara Winslow on. Yeah, and, and we tried and you yeah, denied me I'm like sorry. twice because you're like, uh, I got this MTV thing in New York. I got this like home shopping network thing. I'm like, yes. Every single time I had to go out of town for a gig. So. But, but I'm like, but you don't understand. This is the WH HOA GNV podcast. <laughs> Super important. I know. I know this now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, guys, we worked a really, really long time. I mean, a month. I mean, basically since episode three or four when we had Brooke Newell on, like since like the early, like one of those early, early episodes. And she's finally here. I am finally here. I am very excited to be here too. All right, cool. We're gonna have a good time. But before we get into like origin story, all that yes. kind of, you seen, you you know our format a little bit. Yeah. Before we get into that though, um, I have a very special guest co-host with me today. Another student entrepreneur from the University of Florida. Her name is Natasha Jewett. Natasha, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So what year are you in, in school? I am a senior advertising major here at UF. Okay. So it's going great. So you're going to be done in May? Or? I'm going to be done in May. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you have anything like lined up, ready to go, or are you going to focus on your business? I think I'm going to focus on my business. Uh, we're testing the waters out because I've just found new passions recently, and I'm, I'm trying to learn a little bit more about that. You know? Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? What's the name of your company, and so, what do you do? And Yes, I will give you the whole spiel. Yeah. Um, so the name of my company is Suede, and basically what it is is a jewelry company. Um, but I started about two years ago. I, I just always had the knack for entrepreneurship. I was that kid like selling lemonade on the weekends when everyone was hanging out and selling little bracelets to the girls in my class and you know, always hustling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, when uh, was some, sorry, my sophomore year came around, I was like, God, I gotta start a business. I just like, I wanted to do it. And my mom was learning how to make jewelry. And I was like, oh, how can I turn that into money? <laughs> um, so I started learning from her a little bit and I 
just came back and uh, with my roommates, we were like, let's start a choker company, let's do it, because chokers were the trend at the time. Uh, so we would be up till like 4 a.m. in our apartment, like crafting little chokers, like with our hands, like horrible. You know, we we're not jewelry designers. Um, <laughs> so we'd be up till 4 a.m. doing all that. And eventually, you know, we launched in October of 2016 and we would just like sell to everyone here. We were really popular with all the sorority girls. It was game day season. So that's what we like became known for, like our game day chokers. Oh, that's cool. um, and just ever since then, uh, now I run the business, you know, myself because my two roommates got a bit busy. Um, but I absolutely love it. We've expanded, you know, we saw online, we're at events all over Gainesville and Miami. Okay, so um, you're doing like little pop-up events? Yeah, we, I do, I'm everywhere. <laughs> so all the little pop-ups here. You'll, and you do like e-commerce too? Yeah, or? I do e-commerce. Uh, we started just on Instagram, so we'd only sell on Instagram. Uh, you know, DM us and we'd send them a little invoice. And now, you know. Oh my we, gosh. Yeah, so cool. like, I know. Yeah, so we, it was crazy. It was like such a little hustle. Um, and then now, you know, we have our full website, e-commerce, all that. And then we do what a lot of What are you using for e-commerce? Is it Shopify or? Uh, no, so I actually use Wix and their store pro- platform. Because okay. I, I just I just fell in love with like using Wix as a platform. Because um, I love the web design too. Because I did my website as well. Yeah. And it's just so easy. Everything's there. Like the e-marketing, you know, everything like that. So, I did that, and now um, we're working, you know, putting ourselves in stores. We're in, uh, where are we, Gators Plus, next to Sushi Chow here. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm just, now I'm starting to do some uh, commission work on, um, like, hair salons and stuff like that, because jewelry does really well there, and that's just what I'm working on now, and I'm having so much fun. I uh, Now I design the, the jewelry, and um, I have a team in Miami who makes it for me, so I no longer have to get arthritis at the age of 22. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's kind of what I do, and I love it. It's, it's cool. so fun, and the whole social media thing, it's just, it's it's been quite a ride, so I love it. <laughs> cool, I don't know how much you know about like our podcast and a lot mm. of my purpose behind doing it, but it's really, you know, especially why I'm like, co-host Ty is gone like he's a professional golfer and he's like overseas right now yeah just, uh, he's like yeah I'll be back in a month and then I'm like hey you coming back he's like yeah no I'm not coming back. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I at some point I'm coming back but right now things are going well and so so we don't know when it's expect to come back I'm just kind of messaging him on on Instagram <laughs> saying hey buddy what's up um, remember me <laughs> yeah so um, but while he's gone I was like we've had we've had some nonprofits on the show as guest co-hosts which has been really great and then and now I'm like trying to get some student entrepreneurs yeah. in here and be co-hosts because I think it's a great opportunity to to learn and one yeah. on one I want to build those connections and I really I obviously a lot of listeners know that really want to get a lot of student entrepreneurs to realize, hey, like I could stay in Gainesville once I graduate yeah. and actually have my business here, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but That's at the same time, get like a little bit of education, be able to ask somebody with a lot of experience yeah. in entrepreneurship, you know, some questions. And so I'm excited that you're here to be my guest co-host. Yeah, I was listening to um, your podcast that you probably at this point we have filmed like a month or so ago. Sure. You're talking to. Um, was it Gator Loop? Um, mm-hmm. But you guys were talking about it. You had the it, that just released this week, yeah, but we did yeah, film yeah, it yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I don't know when this will be released, so you know we <laughs> never know. Um, but yeah, I was listening to it. And you guys were talking about how like the startup community here is is crazy, and there's such a bubble, mm-hmm. and you don't realize it until you like pop the bubble. And this this past year and a little bit of my junior year, I finally like stepped out and like stepped into Gainesville, not University of Florida. Right. There's like so many people here, it's crazy. Yeah. Like and the I'll, startup community is, you know, it's insane, so. And flourishing, like. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, it's doing it's, really, really well. It's, it's doing amazing and it's so cool to like meet all those people and like we have our student entrepreneur group and we meet up all the time, and we grab coffee and stuff 
and if we just like talk about how great it is to, like be here especially like if you're an entrepreneur here you're like a step ahead so like there's so much like opportunity here um so i don't know where i'll be but my sister just got into the university of florida so she'll be here so i'll for sure still be in gainesville yeah. for the next four years <laughs> doing something because it's it's such a cool city you know cool do you like music yes what's your favorite kind of music God, I love all music. I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift. Um, do you like rap? I do like rap. Do you have a favorite rapper? Oh God, am I gonna sound basic saying Drake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it, Drake. Drake. So. Kara, what about you? Do you have a favorite rapper? I don't think I have a favorite rapper, but you're talking to the girl who is really just obsessed with New Kids on the Block still. Oh my God. <laughs> so, well, let, you, let me tell you guys, I have a favorite rapper. And that rapper is Rap Spot. Over to oh, <laughs> like, you like my oh segue my into <laughs> I like, like my that. segue into our sponsor there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that went really well. Uh, my favorite well. rapper is Rap Spot. <laughs> As you guys, Rap Spot is our first sponsor of this podcast. I love those guys, Garrick Taylor, the team down there. Shout out again. Appreciate you guys sponsoring us, and this is what we're doing. In fact, like real quick, I mean, they did your rap. They did my on rap. Your yes, car. they did. I mean, it has Kara's head and face, like <laughs> I mean, like giant, like right on the side of it's it. It's Kara Winslow. It's, it's all amazing. pinked out, and it sparkles too. If you get it under the really? right light, it literally sparkles. Oh my god, they did an amazing <laughs> job, y'all. So, like, they, did, they did your rap. Yes. I think I took a photo of it outside. I was like, oh, oh my good. God. Dude, yeah, everybody does that. Media. Oh, I'm, oh, you Hashtag. know I'm going to post it. Yeah. Hold on. It's you know actually, I'm going to post it. It's actually genius. Thank you. I mean, it's actually genius because everybody's going up to that car and yeah. taking a selfie yes. with your car. You don't even have to do the selfie work yourself anymore. I know. It's you're fantastic. In like, I'm always in the photo. Your yeah. car does it for you. It does. And I even started monthly contests. So if you really? hashtag KWMUA car selfie, oh. you get entered into a contest. Oh. So like, I know I've made it a whole campaign. <laughs> this is actually brilliant branding. Thank yeah. you, I try. I mean, I'm like, the fact that people, you don't even have to take the selfies, yet you're still getting tagged in yes. everybody else's selfies. Yes. And the awareness through this is actually pretty incredible. It's yeah. been amazing. I actually didn't even come up with the idea because the night that I got my car, I was sitting in a restaurant actually with Taylor from Rap Spot and some other people and someone came over and I said, go check out the car. And the next thing I knew, they had taken a selfie with it and tagged me. And then I was like, oh, oh my God. gosh, I've just started something. <laughs> now we're on. Dude, that's, yeah. that's awesome. It's a, uh, I mean, it's brilliant and it's actually really really cool and it's pink and it's sparkly <laughs> and so this is what we're doing because um we wanted to basically use this as an opportunity to bring more awareness to our podcast like we're trying to get the podcast shared we want lots of people to know our mission and like what we're doing and um and the rap spot team has been super into that and helping us achieve that and so what we are doing is we're actually giving away a $2,500 rap nice so this is this is what you can do um, businesses, only everybody, everybody who's listening, you need to go to whoagnv.com, click giveaway, and then click, and then just register to win. There's just a very short form on there. You just register to win, and and that's it. And then you are entered to win. And if you have like friends that don't necessarily have businesses, and they don't like, if you listen to the show but you don't have a business, and you're like, I don't necessarily need a rap. I mean, you could always just put your face on the. You yeah, you could. Cover your you car. Just put your face all over it. It's like, been great. Let me tell you. <laughs> and let other people take selfies with your car if you really wanted to, or you could like donate it to your favorite business or charity here in town um, cool. if you win. So like, it's going to be a really really great opportunity. That's an amazing um, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's really cool. And and so for 
us we hope to benefit from obviously like the exposure being able to like get the word out about our podcast um same thing for like rap spot that's why they're doing this as a sponsor because we're not like monetarily like benefiting from from it like i'm not getting money from them it's really an effort to give something super special to a gainesville business or nonprofit or whomever here in gainesville so uh we're obviously super super excited about that's it that's great and um maybe i'll just start no, I, I actually am now thinking about putting my face on the side uh, of my car you totally should well I think I could actually no offense Kara I think I could actually win a oh, competition I don't think so. like no, a no. selfie competition no, no. <laughs> okay you just started something <laughs> selfie war with our cars <laughs> yeah so That's anyway, thanks again to Rapswap. Appreciate you guys sponsoring our podcast. Um, and if you're interested in sponsoring uh, a future show, like definitely hit me up at Colin at RepaintTheWall.com. And because we're going to be looking for sponsors as we grow this baby, because this is getting expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, on with the show. Kara, I'm so glad that you're here. This is gonna be awesome. You know our format. Like yes. I like to go back in the day a little bit, like hear how this even happened. I know a little bit to the yeah. point where you didn't even realize you had a business in the city. It's like, <laughs> hey, you have a business now. <laughs> like, Oops. pay us. Um, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. But um, but tell everybody your story, please. So yeah, I did not mean to become a makeup artist. That was not my life plan. I did not know it was a real job. Um, when I started, there wasn't the big social media push on makeup artist. It wasn't something that you saw on reality TV all the time um, because I started doing this about a decade ago and I really thought the only thing you could do with makeup was like live in New York, Miami, LA or work at a mall. Like those were the options for makeup. so I was, my background is theater, film, and television. Um, I was very fortunate. I had some amazing experiences. I had started working my dream job at a professional theater. It wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Different type of dream there. <laughs> um, so I was actually beyond miserable at my job. I was making about $1,700 a month, uh, which you can't live on. I was working 60 to 80 hours a week. I was crying every day. I was puking on my way to work. Uh, but during that time period, I was cast in a small independent film. Um, and really, I just was excited to, you know, get to be on camera and act and all of that. And first day I show up, there's a makeup artist with a bag from CVS. And I'm allergic to most makeup. So when she pulled that out, I was like, oh, God, don't touch my face. <laughs> um, I knew I was going to break out in hives. My face was going to swell up. Something was going to happen. So I asked if I could do my own makeup. They said, sure. Didn't think anything of it. Three days in, she stopped showing up. So I jumped in and started helping with makeup because the director asked me and he was cute. So, you know, (laughs) just do it. Um, Really thought nothing of it. Um, You know, thought maybe I'd get a date. That was really (laughs) as far as I thought ahead. Uh, About eight months later, I was cast on Home Shopping Network as a spokesmodel for a cosmetics line. Again, I thought, cool, I get to go be on live national television. I get to- What, that just came from that opportunity? It came from a different opportunity. So I had an agent, I actually was signed with three agencies um, in the state, because Florida's right to work, so you can sign with multiple um, agents. Um, And one of my agents sent me to casting calls at HSN on a regular basis. Um, And I actually didn't think I had gotten this booking because they picked five girls that day. I was not one of them. Two months later, I got a call from my agent that I booked one spot at midnight, and I actually was gonna lose money to do it, um, because I had to, at that point, rent a car, because my car wouldn't make it on the highway at that point. I had to get a hotel room, (laughs) I had to pay for food and gas, um, and after the cut that my agent took, I was losing money, but something in my gut said, 
girl, you got to go do this. Um, and I did it. And I ended up being recast repeatedly with a brand and ended up becoming their official USA makeup artist and was with them for 10 years. Wow. Um, so that was all from a casting that I didn't think I got and a booking where I was going to lose money. Um, but I did it because something said, you got to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so again, I just thought, you know, I'm just going on TV. I'm, I'm playing with makeup. Like I didn't realize it would be a 10 year gig and that I would become an official makeup artist for a brand uh, for a period of time. Um, and then a year after I did that film, the producer called and said, I gave your number to someone, and I had briefly dated his brother, the director. It did not go well. <laughs> um, shocking, actress, director. <laughs> um, but anyways, I thought he was trying to set me up on a date, so I was like freaking out, because like, why is he just giving my number to someone? Like, what are you doing? Um, and instead, the next day, MTV called me. Uh, And I did my first real gig as a makeup artist. Um, I thought I was being totally punked, especially when they told me to show up to the bar balls um, for filming. I really (laughs) thought I was being punked. That can't be for real. Um, Is the bar still around? I don't know. I have no idea what it is now. That's here in Gainesville. Yeah, it's here in Gainesville. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's still there. Yeah, Yeah. like I, I literally only went to film a commercial for acts (laughs) with MTV. Um, But yeah, so I thought that was going to be a blip. Like, who? This isn't for real. Like, this is never happening again but it kept happening until like you said I was sitting at my desk at my real job um, and my phone rang at my real job and the city said can you said, tell us what that job was or, um, I was or director, like what type of job it was I was a director of development for a um, non-profit professional theater okay um, and so um, literally like that phone rang and it was the city saying, you owe us money for a business license. And I thought they had lost their mind because I was like <laughs> I don't own a business like what are you talking well, about um this was probably 2010, 2011. Um, I, I had no clue. Like, I don't even know how they found me. I have no clue how this happened. Um, and so then I registered, and then in 2012, I left my job just on a whim. And I've been doing this full-time ever since. <laughs> what was that transition like? Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, Because I was working at a job where I was making $1,700 a month, it meant I had no savings. I had no money in my bank account. I mean, I went into overdraft on a regular basis just paying for my basic, you know, survival. Um, I didn't know where I was getting food on a regular basis. Um, I lived in a really sketchy neighborhood where we had the cops coming through every night. I had a drug dealer who kept an eye out for me. Um, So when I quit, I was terrified. I mean, I had no backup. I did not have a family who could give me money. I didn't have a spouse whose income could help me. It was just me. I had no safety net. Um, And I literally just quit. Um, I turned in my two weeks notice and was like, I'm out. Um, And I had to quickly hustle and find work. Um, I I met with every photographer, every wedding vendor, anyone I knew of who was in the industry and said, can you guys support me? You know, will you guys like back me and and endorse what I do? And every single one said yes. And they all said I was ready to do it. And I was like, I think y'all are crazy, but okay, I'm doing it. Um, And I was fortunate. I was very active in the junior league at the time. And those ladies really put their arms around me, really supported me. Um, One of them helped me get a a short-term part-time job just to have a little money coming in because I had nothing. I really honestly thought I was going to be homeless. Um, I thought I was going to lose everything. But here we are today. <laughs> Shout out to Junior League. Yeah. The Junior League, really, those women are so amazing and supportive. And they really, if it was not for my involvement in that organization, I really honestly don't know where I would be now because they were the ones who, who really did put their wings around me. 
Okay, but so you still had, or you were getting lined up these jobs from yeah, uh, opportunities that yeah. were coming up. So like you kind of knew that hey, like this is around the corner. Like I really honestly, or you weren't, you had no I wasn't idea even was aware. Like no, like as steady as it was. No, I because at that point I would be getting gigs, but it wasn't steady. Um, you know, it was like maybe two or three times a month I was getting a job. Um, so like when I first started doing this, I was excited to make an extra five to ten thousand dollars a year which, I mean, as you know, you can't live on five to $10,000 a year. That right. doesn't really pay your bills. Um, so I had to quickly take it from that level to enough to actually be able to survive um, very quickly overnight um, and just be out there hustling to make that occur. Okay, so what did you do? Like, what was, what was considered um, your hustling? For me, my hustling was being involved in the community as much as possible. It was total self-promotion, self-marketing, uh, a lot of guerrilla marketing, which I had learned from years of theater. Um, you know, you learn to hustle to get people in the audience. I was doing the same type thing with this. Um, I was sort of selling my, myself like I did as an actor also. It was like constant auditioning. Um, so I um, got involved in organizations. I started working partnering with magazines where I would do the makeup for them um, and then they would give me advertising and then they also brought me on to be their society editor um, so Gainesville Today magazine at that time was still around and they literally created a position for me to go out to every big charity event in town shake hands with people take photos of them um, and then um, that got me into those events it got me seen by the people it got me so that I was recognized by people who, who had the income to pay to have their makeup done. Um, and then, like I say, it traded out for um, advertising and they wrote several articles about me mm. that just got awareness about uh, what I was doing into the community. Um, and that sort of continued. I uh, canceled today. I left. Then I went to Village Journal. They they ended up closing that magazine. Now I'm with Giggle and Wellness 360 and do the same type thing where I go and I represent the magazine and take photos of events and get to interact with my client base. That's cool. So, you know, and that's been a great sort of benefit to both both entities, you know, they get the events covered for them and I get to go shake hands, um, you know, they get their makeup done for their magazines, I get advertising. So, you know, it's it's a win-win, uh, but it kept that out there. And because of my work in nonprofits, I learned the value of trade. Um, I learned how important being able to trade was, because uh, we did that with all of our nonprofits um, for sponsorships and things like that. And so I started working with different companies doing that. Like, you know, I worked with a company on trade to get my logo, because I knew that that was important. Um, and I didn't have the money. I mean, I, I, I didn't have money for food, no less, you know, advertising and marketing. Uh, so I had to come up with creative ways to get my name out there to get the visibility without having actually spending money, because there just wasn't any. Yeah. I mean, that's just straight up bootstrap mentality. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I feel like I it was very in a, very much in a similar place. Yeah. In those early days, you're just like, what can I do what to can I do? not hand over cash to somebody? <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's, and that's literally what it was, because there was no option. Um, so, you know, who needs their makeup done? Who needs, some, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know how to pick up a camera and focus it. Like, <laughs> what can I do? And I never claim to be a real photographer. I always laugh at them. I'm like, y'all know I'm not yeah. really a photographer. <laughs> I don't actually know what I'm doing. Um, but I know how to focus a camera. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I got you there. <laughs> um, but they, they recognized, they were like, you know, this is just, we just need snapshots, you know, and we need someone who can represent represent us and you you can do that and you represent your own brand and so you know it was anything I could do to get those things I needed um, to start with so when did it like really start to turn from this 
you know, go, 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 hustle, 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 bootstrap, bootstrap, bootstrap mentality to a, oh my God, okay, I can breathe. I still can't breathe. Um, To be honest, 100% honest, it is still a hustle. Um, It's constantly a hustle. And, you know, to be completely honest, this past month has been... Is, Is that just the lifestyle of, like... The position, like the, um, the career, like, or is that, or do you think that's going to change? I, I would love for it to change. I would <laughs> totally love for it to change. But I'm, I think, at least right now, it's still somewhat just the the gig itself, because um, there's no consistency, literally no consistency. I can have a month where I bring in less than three thousand dollars, and then the next month I'm bringing in ten thousand mm. dollars, and there's no way to look back and say. This is what happened last year. This is the trends. There's no trends uh, with what I do. Um, so there's no way to predict. Um, when I get a gig, I get a gig. I might go two weeks without a gig. I might be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week at other times. Um, you know, so it, it's there, there's no way to know. And I also, I recognize that when you hit sort of what's perceived as like the top of the biz, um, that's when you really have to sort of dig in and grind almost even more because it's harder to maintain being on top than it is to mm. crawl to get there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, there's more, there's a target on your back at this point. There's yeah. someone always wanting to pull you down. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I hustle even more now almost than I did then, but it's different ways. Um, you know, I, I, I still, I, I know I have a meal coming, like, thank yeah. God. Um, but it's, you know, it's different type of hustle and drive at this point. And you're a one-woman show? For the most part. Um, I have girls that come in and help me. Um, they do not, like, they're not full-time employees, uh, but I do have girls that I have trained who will then go out and take gigs when I can't. Um, so I have Kayla, who's been with me for about two years, uh, working with clients. I have Kylie, who I'm training. Apparently, you can only work with me if your name is Kay. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, all of them have Kay names. Kardashian. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, um, so they, they work with me um, on taking clients. So, like, we are sponsoring uh, Viva for uh, hospice coming up, and so the whole team will be with me and we'll be like working together to make that happen. Um, and then I also am very lucky because I have a very close relationship with another makeup artist here in town who has her own brand, but in big situations I can call on her That's cool. and she will actually like come in and help me with my gigs, even will wear like my shirt with my brand on it. Um, and we have this great relationship where I can rely on her to help me when I'm in a, in a bind because otherwise it is just me and I, I can only be in so many places at once. <laughs> yeah. I- Will you share numbers with me, or is that too personal? No, I'll share numbers. Okay, so what's like, <laughs> today in 2019, what's a terrible month? Well, this past month has been terrible. Um, uh, so. Literally, I've brought in less than $3,000. Okay, so, um, so that's been a really crappy month. However, I'm looking at next month, and we haven't even started March yet, and already on the on the books, I have close to 9000 and I know that'll keep going up because yeah. I get a lot of last minute work. Um, so literally, blah, it's a roller coaster. Um, I don't know from minute to minute. Do you That's, know average? As in an average like, month? I mean, if you took last year and... If I looked at last year's number, now last year was a higher year for me than previously. Uh, last year's, my my average month, month was about 6,000. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that's the industry though yeah. because when you're in retail, fashion, yeah. makeup, it's not... It's not like when I look at my dad, he's in IT and he someone needs to get their computer fixed or their router changed like every month. Every right? month. It's just yeah. it's like 
you know, routine work, makeup, you're not getting married every month. Right, exactly. You know, you're you not going on camera exactly. every month. You're not doing all of that. And it's also, so there's a difference between what I do and like a hairstylist. Like a hairstylist has regular clients. Yeah, you come exactly. into the salon every, you know, so often to get their hair cut, their hair color, they're this, that, and the other. Makeup, it's a much more specialty. Exactly. It's an exclusive luxury thing mm-hmm. you do for special things. You're not coming in constantly. I don't, you know, work with someone yeah. every single day. Now, if I were in New York or LA, I would be working with celebrities and things like that every single day to get them yeah. ready. But that's not the market that I'm in. I'm in a different market. So has yeah. that crossed your mind though, in terms of like to moving and doing honest, that stuff or no? I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, I like the flexibility and the fluidity of what I do. I also like that if I don't like working with someone, Mm-hmm. You don't, don't have, have to. to do it again. Um, and yeah. when you're in those type things, you are sort of stuck with working with that person all the time. I I don't want it. It would feel more like a nine to five job at that point. Yeah. And I like that this doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know. You said something to me one time that really resonated with me and that was really about your value. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it was when we were at? It was, you were talking like, about, I don't know exactly what I said. You were talking about like the, I'm trying to remember exactly how you phrased it, but you were saying, you know, sometimes like that middle client, yeah. you, like even like the lower end clients are better than yeah. the middle ones, and then and then the higher, higher ones ends. are great. Yeah. Like, well, and that for me, when I first started, it was finding a price point that worked and finding through that price point who would value my work and who didn't value my work, mm-hmm. um, and that lower crowd will sometimes just say point blank, like I can't afford you, like. And I'm like, that's fine. I understand that. I respect that. Um, The middle ground will want it and then proceed to tell me that I'm not worth the price that I say. Um, And then try to nickel and dime me oftentimes to get more out of the service, which again, I also respect. If you don't have the money you do want every, I get get that. Um, And then the higher level clients, they don't question what I charge at all Mm -hmm. and they completely value what I do. Um, And it's been finding that sort of balance. Um, I found when I had lower prices, I got questioned a lot more on what my price was. When I raised it, people stopped questioning. Um, They just said, oh, okay, we get it. And I'm like, oh. I, I was scared when I raised yeah. my prices because I thought like, oh, I'm about to like lose out on a lot of people. Um, but then to be literally, everyone stopped asking me why I charged what I did. And it became just like, oh, okay, yeah. okay that's what you charge. And I'm like, fantastic, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, it also, I, I was very worried about being seen as the hired help um, because I, I am in a service industry and really? I I saw how, especially in the wedding industry, I saw how hairstylists were treated. Um, and they're not treated well. They're yeah. screamed at, they're yelled at, um, they're talked down to, and I did not want to be seen and treated that way. Um, to me, that was very important to not be treated like that. Um, and so part of the reason I raise my prices, part of the reason I'm at every charity event and I am involved the way I am is to to make my clients aware that we're on, I'm not the hired help. I'm your peer, I'm your equal. Um, I just happen to provide a service for you. Um, and please also respect my knowledge and expertise in this. Um, you know, so that that was part of raising the prices, that was part of why I'm involved in the community, all of that. Was there a time where you had just made that decision that you were going to do that? Like kind of it was go, really go early hire on. help and to like makeup artist, brand, it expert. It was almost immediately. Um, because of my background and things like that, I had watched, 
I was the scholarship kid at private schools. Um, so I was able to sit back and watch how people with money treated other people um, and all of that. And so I went in with a very clear idea of this type of world Um, because my client base is oftentimes the people who have money. They aren't going to pay $125 for me to be in and out of their house in 30 minutes to do their makeup if they don't have money. Um, So I wanted to be... Oh, I was very aware of that world. Um, And I also, you know, I I made that decision, like I say, almost instantaneously. Um, And that's why I pretty quickly had a logo. That's why I pretty quickly was out there doing it. I mean, I had already joined the Junior League at that point. I had already, you know, done all these different things and was already in the community. Um, So I it it kind of I made the decision and it kind of flowed naturally um, from there. Um, But I mean, I recently worked with a client who was treating the hired help horribly. She had other help in her home. She was screaming at them. She was screaming at me. She was disrespectful to me. She was disrespectful to our town. I mean, she was talking total crap about Gainesville. Um, She wouldn't allow me to do my job. And after working with her two days, I contacted her assistant and was like, I'm sorry, I'm not working with you. Because I I don't want to be treated like that. And I can't sit back and watch someone else be treated like that. Um, That is not... I, I, we all are created equal, and we should all be treated that way. So, what was it like firing a customer? Um, <laughs> honestly, like it's so funny because I—it's not the first time I've done it. Um, you always get a little bit of nerves because you're like, "That's money," but at the same time, I was like, "There's no amount of money that you can pay me to be treated like that." Like I. I have enough self-respect that I'm not going to show up and be screamed at, um, and to be talked down to because I'm putting makeup on someone like that that's just not what I'm going to do. So at first I was like, okay, do I do this? Do I not do this? And I was like, I have to. Um, and you know, then I did it and it was a huge weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Huge weight. I, I think that's a great entrepreneurial lesson in general Yeah, is learning how to fire a customer. Yeah. It's gotta be one of the toughest things to do. Yeah. But I can tell you, and I was very much in a similar place. I remember being kind of sick to my stomach about, yeah. about doing it. Cause I'm like, like this, I was like, the customer's always right yeah. and blah, blah, and, blah, blah. But then blah, you're blah. like, wait a second. <laughs> and and I just remember, man, we had this customer who would just come in and complain about everything. Yeah. And you would do everything in your power to make him happy and he would still complain. Yeah. And, and then he would never buy anything. He would never spend any money. He would tire kick all of the scooters. And I just remembered like me going up to this person and saying, sir, like, we've never been able to make you happy. Why ever you keep coming back <laughs> like ever so i'm just gonna politely request that you never step foot in my store again yeah yeah and my the, the greatest thing about it was my team oh my god my team like went up like five notches they yeah. could not believe that i'd done that and that i went at, to bat for them yeah. and that it was like like i wasn't gonna let my team take this abuse yeah from a customer. Well, and that's the thing. We don't deserve to be abused for doing what we do. Right. Um, and I, as much as, you know, I'm always wondering where that next gig is coming from, where that next dollar is coming from, uh, it's never worth it. It's super nerve wracking. It's super nerve wracking, but it's also n- not worth it. And like, I, I've had to do it several times. Um, I worked with a photographer one time who did not respect me. Um, and I worked with her for like three years before, or two or three years before I finally was like, I'm done. Yeah. And I panicked because I, I had gotten a decent amount of money from her. Um, but the thing is, is every time one of those doors closes, another one opens. And it sounds cliche, but it's 100% true. Every time I've lost a client, um, whether it's, you know, 
their company shut down, I fired them, something something else has always come to fill that space. Yeah, it always um, So I have to tell myself that when I fire a client, like, something else will come. Have you had to do that yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. Oh, yeah. No, I just, I, I was telling someone the other day, it's just, I feel like the universe kind of works with you in this yeah. way. Like, if you're hustling and if you're trying hard and you're doing what you love and, like, you're making sure that you're being respected, even if you have to turn down opportunities, somehow it just, like, works itself it, out. It does. Always. It really does. I've never been disappointed by it. Like, yeah. you're sad for a few days, you're, like, stressed out, and then the next day something better comes along and you're like, Ugh, I was so stupid. And that's like, why I turned that so down. Just yeah. like, so now I just approach things. I'm like, if I turn this down, I know something will come. So yeah. let me just like bite the bullet for two days and something else will come up. Yeah. Always. You yeah. just got to like trust yourself that, that you're doing what you love. And, exactly. You know, and you have to yourself. keep hustling. You yeah, have to, exactly. you know, not let that totally pull you down. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It's so hard. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly and scary. And I, I mean, I let go of that, that client recently and it was in the middle of my worst month. Mm. So I'm like, here I am in like this horrible month where I'm not making any money and I'm firing a client. Yeah. Like seriously, am I crazy? But you know, yeah, I know something will come right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know you're, you know you're a specialist. Yeah, you know? I, could, I could totally empathize with that. Yeah, you're a specialist and you need to be respected for what you do. Exactly. Just, you know, people don't might not understand you know, doing makeup and all that stuff, but you're a specialist and that's why they hired you. So exactly. like, you gotta like stick to your grounds and stick to your, you know, your your morals. You're like, okay, this is I'm what gonna I, be respected. And that's, I mean, it's gotta happen. It drives yeah. you crazy. Yeah. Like when people hire you as the expert, as the specialist, and then they tell you how to do your job. Yeah. Oh my God, oh my yeah. Gosh. Um, and my training is a, a little different because of my background in theater, mm-hmm. you know, and film and television. I am trained how to do makeup with lighting and on camera, mm-hmm. which is very different than a way a lot of other makeup artists are trained. So when I'm brought in to work with someone specifically to get them ready on camera, I'm gonna do their makeup a little bit differently mm-hmm. than someone who who you know doesn't have that training. So I do. I oftentimes will get the well, why did you do that? That's not how I do this. Well, why, I, I look different than I do every day. And I'm like, slow your roll, <laughs> slow your roll. Wait till you see yourself on camera. And yeah. then every time they come back and they're like. My God, you were right. And I'm yeah. like, I know. <laughs> Funny, I've been doing this for like over a decade. <laughs> yeah, I'm super, super intrigued by that, like that moment where you go from being a service person to being the expert. Yeah, yeah. and like, and really branding yourself that way, right? Because I think you've done a good job Thank of you. branding yourself as this expert. And one of the things that a lot of people know about with our new company is that we're you know, we focus, and I know I've talked to you a little yeah. bit about it, about like focusing on that personal, on that personal brand, because yeah. I, I agree. Like, I think something happens when you go, when I go from being like, you know, Colin Austin to being like the scooter expert, mm-hmm. like in leading the industry, yeah. in, you know, in motor scooters is like basic as that sounds. Yeah, like that's actually <laughs> no, like a pretty big industry. <laughs> yeah, you huge. know what I mean? And like when you become like an expert in makeup or like in your and so, I don't know, that's, my brain is just constantly thinking of like, the fact that more businesses need to do that. Yes. Like well, whether, like if you were an ex- expert salesperson, then like brand yourself as, as a salesperson. Now you gotta have the goods to back it up, right? Like yeah. you gotta be, you have, yeah. to, be, you have well, to have the skill exactly. doing makeup to back it up. But like when you, when you brand yourself as an, like as that expert, then it qualifies you for, you know, to ask for whatever you want. Well, and I mean, I was very fortunate because once the brand started taking, once the whole thing started taking off, I had that background of, my first gig was with MTV. Like, 
whose first gig is with MTV? Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. I'm still mind-blowing. How did MTV <laughs> find me and call me? Um, so, so did you leverage that a lot? Like to get yes. future gigs, you're just oh, 100%. like, oh, one hundred percent. Oh, I do makeup for I MTV. Would, yes. I would have tattooed uh, MTV on my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when my first few gigs are, you know, the MTV and Axe commercial, and then almost immediately after that, and I, funny thing is, I didn't know who this person was at the time. Um, then I did a um, NBC Sports and um, USA Swimming shoot with Ryan Lochte, and I had no clue who he was. <laughs> um, like, had no clue, but I knew that people did. Um, and I was like, wait, these are my initial, and then the Home Shopping Network thing, and when they, people found out that I had been on TV for years, um, you know, HSN's been around for forever. It's national television, it's filmed live, and I went on TV with no makeup on and built my face on television and talked <laughs> about it. Um, that right there suddenly made me an expert. Um, so I was very fortunate in the opportunities that I had. It allowed me to leverage that with my clients um, because I would be, you know, doing a wedding and the mother of the bride would come in and she would start being rude to me, start talking down to me, start, you know, treating me like crap. And then I would just happen to hint, well, last time I was on television, last time I did HSN, and they'd go, what? Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'd be treated completely differently. Um, and it was, I wasn't doing it to brag. I was doing it to say, lady, I got you. Yeah. Slow down. Take a breath. I know what I'm doing. You don't have to scream at me. Yeah. Um, and it, I would see an instant shift. So I was fortunate because I had that. Um, but it did allow me to get to that expert level very quickly in my career. Okay, so, and at that, when somebody contacted you for a gig, like, how did you determine, like, your pricing? I Honestly, mean, that first like, gig with MTV, they told my me. My pricing's $100,000. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll settle for 50. <laughs> um, MTV told me my pricing um, my first time, um, which is actually funny, because I realized six months ago that I still hadn't raised that price for that type of work. And I was like, oh my God, it's been 10 years. Maybe I should raise that price. Um, I'd raise every other price. Um, I They told me what it was and it was pretty much standard industry pricing for that type work. Um, then I everything was trial by error after that. Like, cause yeah. I was like, okay, well it's doing a commercial is different than doing a wedding, different from doing an individual client. How do I do that? But and, when you branded, started like becoming like this expert, yeah. did you like, really kind of say that and be, or like how did you I mean did you use that to get more eventually okay at first no at first I was just treading water okay I was and I was losing money um and my pricing was not covering my expenses um and I quickly figured out how to cover my expenses and then when I started getting questioned about pricing and then when I finally did raise my prices to where they are now it was because I'm the expert in this um, and that's now why I'm hired. Um, that's now why they pay what they pay for me to be on set. And do I lose clients? Yes. Um, do I sometimes have clients who come with me and then they go with someone cheaper and then they come back to me? Yes. Um, you know, but that's that's the way it, you know it works. But yes, branding myself as the expert in getting you camera ready, 100% has allowed me to to you know expand what I do and my prices. Do you settle? I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> uh, so do you? Do you <laughs> I'm gonna let Natasha ask all her questions. <laughs> I'm like like all over here, like super focused. On. I mean, have you ever felt yourself settle like for that? And, and so this is this is basically where I'm going, right? Uh, we got this new we got this new media company. Yeah, uh, it's off to a hot start. Yeah, it's off to a really yeah. Hot you guys start. are doing great. And I'm <clears throat> and I'm excited about 
the direction that we're going, but I'm constantly analyzing the the opportunity cost because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I um, I have a lot of people that have come to us that want to work with us, but they don't have quite what a, like the amount that I would like to invest, whether it's into their personal brand, into their business, like whatever it is, it's just not quite there. Yeah. And so I've had people say, well, you know, you should consider like doing no. a little bit less. No. Because no. you know that Don't might be, that might be like the stepping stone. <laughs> no, that might be like uh, get to get them in, get them locked, and then like use that as the stepping stone to go no. to go up to the next level and then the next level. Whereas me, I'm like, well, my time, like my time. That's like, the thing. I'm doing a lot your of it time, right now. Your expertise is more valuable than that. Yeah. Um, I fought this big time because you know when you first start, you question constantly. Um, is it you know? Is it worth it? You know, is someone gonna actually pay me that? Um, and at first, I would cut deals. I would lower my price. I would do this, that, and the other. But every time I did, I got screwed. Um, point blank. Like, and that client never respected me. But if you had like an entry level package, like something that you could like introduce them, introduce them like to your brand and to your business and the things that you're doing, and they can get yeah. like that taste, and they can see, they can see a little bit of result from that, and then have them go, oh, I want to. All right, now now I'm ready to do more. Yeah, I have such an like, issue with that, like I'm, figuring uh, yeah, out that like. I'm, I'm seeing this a lot. That's why I'm yeah, asking because I got to think that you deal with this a lot. I, I do. I definitely do. Um, and to be honest, I go. Sorry. Sorry. Really. I'm not a right fit for you. Um, that's, that's... If you want to work with me, you're gonna have to pay my rates, point blank. Um, and that's why my wedding packages. If you want me, you're going to be paying a higher amount. If you want one of my assistants, that's cool. They'll be cheaper. But if you want me, you are paying for my expertise. Um, and I don't really do discounts. I don't do, I will do, don't. So how I've gotten around that is by donating a package to a silent auction for a charity mm-hmm. or something like that. Because to me, I would rather give something completely to a nonprofit that they can make money for their organization. Mm-hmm. And then that person bids on it and gets it. Um, at a discounted rate mm-hmm. than me giving a discount because it's it still dev- the value. Exactly. It devalues you if you are giving discounts and lowering what you're what you're doing. Um, to me that is very important to not devalue what I do, to always keep that. And I, I have friends who laugh. They're like, you charge us just the same yeah. as you charge, you know, Sally Mae Schwartz on, you know, who just <laughs> called you randomly. Um, you know, and that to me has been very important to always do that. Because the last thing you also want to have is say you do that for some business and then they tell their friend the price that they paid with you. Mm-hmm. Then it gets like it, it totally muddies the water. You have to be consistent. You have to know what your value is and set that price. And it's scary. Like I raised the rates of my weddings um, January 1st. And I kept having consultations and no one was booking and no one was booking and no one was booking. And I literally this past Friday was like, Am I gonna have to reevaluate this? Like, yeah. I I didn't raise it that much. It's totally worth the value. It's actually like, what they're getting is really good for that price. Like, oh my god! But did I did I screw up? Did I mess up? And then I literally said to myself, if I don't book the consultation I have on Sunday, I'm reevaluating everything, and I booked that consultation. Yeah. So, I I started second guessing myself, which I I almost never do. But it turned out it, it was right. Um, you know, so don't. Don't, and not everyone's gonna be able to afford it. Right. And I recognize, because I can't afford me. To be perfectly honest, I can't afford me. 
Um, you know, and but I'm also not my client. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be someone else that they can go to who can do things cheaper. Is it going to be the same service you provide? No. It shouldn't be the same service you provide because that's the point of you charging more. Um, and they have to find that. And, you know, I've worked with photographers who for a long time included other makeup artists in what they provided their clients because the other makeup artist was cheaper. And then one day, for some reason, that makeup artist wasn't around, so they hired me at my rate, and their sales went up. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, yeah. guess what? I'm now doing those jobs. Um, people will figure it out. It can be slow at the beginning, but it's worth it. Um, okay, and so on the flip side of that, have you had a client who you, who's done work with you for a very long time, and you've charged them like this amount, you know, like whatever that yeah. amount is, and then you're like, okay, now, now I'm yeah. worth more. Now the price is here. How does, like, stop. Have honestly, have I haven't. Yet? I haven't had that happen yet because grand, my grandfathering my, people in. Yeah, well, like <laughs> my, my individual prices. When I raise them, I only raise them by like five, ten dollars at a time. Okay. My wedding packages jump up a lot, but I'm not hopefully getting bridal clients on a regular basis that are the same person. <laughs> like if I do, like sweetie. Yeah. You, you probably should get some therapy, like <laughs> if you're getting married every five minutes. Um, so like, that hasn't had an effect. I, I sort of structure, you know, my wedding prices go up regularly. My individual client prices have gone up. When I first started, an individual client was $85. That was 10 years ago. It's now 125. So you can see I haven't, I, I slowly worked up to that over a decade. Yeah. And how do you how do you deal with, this is one of the big things, because um, aside from the business I own now, I had another one a while yeah. back. Um, it'll start up again soon, but it was a social media agency and a lot of my f- like family and friends, they want their business to start doing social media and they look at me as like, oh, like, can you just like, can I give oh, you 20 bucks and you, girl. you know, how do you deal with that? Because <laughs> I, you know you're worth more, but it's like, oh, but that's like my uncle's cousin's friend. Like, how am I gonna charge him more, you know? It's really hard. My uh, uncle's cousin's friend. <laughs> you know, everyone but knows it's true. someone. It's true, um, you know? <laughs> and I, I'll get the, well, don't you just wanna like play with makeup on my face? Like, no, sweetie, I don't wanna play with no. makeup on your face. This is my job. No, I don't wanna play um, around with Instagram for you on a post. Yeah. Like, no, I want no. you to pay me. And I, I, get, I get that all the time. Because because what I do is seen as a hobby. Yeah. Um, it's a total hobby. Um, don't you want to play with my face? Don't you want to do like a photo shoot for like fun and like do my makeup? Like, won't that be so fun? Like, no, no, honey, no. that's my job. I that love is the valley what girl. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that is, that's what I do for a living. Um, and I point my look at them and go, okay, well that'll be $125. Yeah. And they go, wait, what? Yeah. And I'm like, that's my job. Yeah. Um, like, do I ask you to do your job? And I've literally thrown it back on them sometimes. Like, cause say they, I don't know, whatever their job is. I say, do I, do you expect me to go to you and say, do your job for free? Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm not asking you to come do what you do for free. Please don't ask me to do the same. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's taken some education. Um, most of my friends now know not to ask me. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that I don't on occasion say, hey, BFF, I'm going to do your makeup today. Yeah. Because I do. I will every once in a while throw that to someone. Um, you know, or, you know, if it's a very, very dear friend, I might say, hey, I'll do your makeup for free on your wedding day, but I need to book all of your 
your bride bridesmaids. Um, you know, so <laughs> you mean, you're not saying, yeah. I'm gonna do your I'm gonna do your makeup for free, but but <laughs> over the altar, I need my Carol Winslow oh, band. <laughs> you need the pink goes back to right trade next to you. <laughs> um, she drives off in the pink exactly. car. Like, hey. Hey, you have to drive away. You have to drive trade. off. Honestly, from your that's wedding a good trade. Exactly right. <laughs> After our honeymoon, like, Carol Winslow car. That's perfect. That's I love it. Basically, love it. the car needs to be in every wedding every photo. photo. Yeah. <laughs> it all over social <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> um but you you're gonna face that yeah um you know i'm sure you faced similar things um you know it, it's just saying you know please respect yeah. that this is what i do for a living yeah I'm actually. but you're you're also gonna find people will avoid you too mm-hmm. um so i've had definitely a lot of people like people i thought were friends who the minute they get engaged won't speak to me no because they're like yeah. terrified I'm going to like try to sell and I'm like sweetie I just want to know if your wedding plan is going okay like you don't have to book me I don't care um, it's your wedding day not yeah, mine that's, that's totally like, understand it's, that. it's very interesting um, but I definitely have a lot of people who literally the minute they get engaged yeah. will just drop Cut off, off. their oh like, my gosh that's they, so weird yeah because they're terrified I'm going to try to like sell them, sell them. Yeah. and I'm like I will meet and I will even meet with them and say pick my brain I have been in the wedding industry for 20 years I have way too much wedding knowledge. Like, <laughs> please pick my brain. I don't expect you to book me. Like, you, I won't even bring my my contracts with me. Um, pick my brain. Ask me questions. I, if you want to book me, if you want to talk about my services, cool. But if you don't, I'm totally cool with that too. Yeah, you're like still um, friends. Like, you know? we're still friends. I, I really do. It, business and friendship are not the same thing. Yeah. Um, but you will find people will like they might avoid you. Yeah, it gets um, uncomfortable. They're, they're scared you're gonna just try to sell them all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to. I don't, like... Yeah, I've seen that. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get both sides. That's how I am with, like, the jewelry. Like, yeah. I'll wear jewelry and they'll see me wearing it, and, like, or I'll do a show and, like, every girl, like, you know, yeah, we all every, wear jewelry, we all jewelry and they just, like, avoid you or, like, they'll wear another piece of jewelry and almost, like, try to hide, hide it. it. And I'm so like, that- do you think I'm the only person <laughs> who sells jewelry on the face of the earth? And you're like, only allowed to wear your And you're jewelry. only allowed to wear my Like, no, I wear other other people's jewelry like it's okay and then it's just like a little bit uncomfortable yeah and you just I, I like I've had such a hard time with that where like like you get mad you that they don't buy your stuff it. but then you're like okay See, I'm not the only person and either. you'll like, also get to the point where you no longer are mad because you're just yeah. like it's your jam like yeah my work may not fit your needs yeah exactly um you know and I recognize that my style of makeup is not going to fit every single client's needs nor every one of my friends so that's okay you know yeah it's part of it exactly Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I was just enjoying watching you two go back. And forth. Just, we're vibing. We're like, we yeah, are. Man, it sucks. <laughs> well, do you have any other questions for her before we wrap up? Um. Yeah. Well, I had one question because, of course, I'm such a makeup junkie, and I wanted to know <laughs> how you felt about like makeup is moving. Like, you're mostly specializing in TV and things yeah. like that, but it's really, really moving into like the social media oh, yeah. movement. I wanted to know, like how you're adapting to that and like do you like it like you know I love like I spend all night watching people like James Charles or Jacqueline Hill and like those are our new makeup almost where they're makeup celebrities at this point yeah Kara let's talk about this (laughs) because he's mad at me for not doing my own she's she's starting to sound like somebody else I know you know like what have you are you going to Go on that trend. Like, so, when am I going to see the Kara Winslow YouTube channel? So I can. So it, oh, you know, okay. Um, <laughs> like, I wonder where that's been brought up before. Uh, so source I, subject, source so subject. Like, you, don't, you probably don't know, but I run a, a media company. Okay. Okay. Like, New Scooters for Less, yes, is my business, but I've like started mm-hmm. a new media unagency, as we like to call it. Okay, I like that. Because we're super untraditional, unique, okay, I love that. unorthodox. 
and and like literally been having this conversation with her and i'm not, not and again yeah kind of going the same direction of yeah. what we just left off like not trying to sell yeah. you on my like, services yeah. like i'm like no, literally I, not, well, i'm like i'm like we didn't team up before this no i'm just i'm so curious because like but i'm like you need is, to do it's not even yeah. a service anymore it's like you're famous for doing makeup right like you're the celebrity well, and that's now. the thing when i started that wasn't around yeah um when i started you would read Kevin Aquan's book. It was all mm-hmm. about making a book at that point. Yeah. Um, it wasn't about all Which I think this. is still very prevalent. Very prevalent. In a lot of yeah. Um, yeah. But but the social media thing has definitely taken off. And I've been, I've had a hard time. I've been very resistant because I come from a film and television background. So I want the lighting. Yeah. I want <laughs> to storyboard everything. I want it perfectly edited. I want this, that, and the other. So I've been very resistant to it. Um, I'm beginning to loosen up because <laughs> I have to. Um, but it's also been interesting because the makeup you see in social media is not the makeup that I'm going to deliver to a client. Mm-hmm. Um, the makeup you see is oftentimes it's gorgeous. However, if you wore that to Publix, <laughs> people would think you were insane. Yeah. Um, it's very heavy makeup. It's very theatrical makeup. It's very drag queeny makeup in yeah. many ways. Um, and it is absolutely gorgeous, but a regular client is not going to be drawn to that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the products that are being used and pushed on social media also aren't good for the everyday client. Mm-hmm. Um, the bane of my existence I love sparkle and shimmer. Notice my shirt is sparkly. My car is sparkly. I love (laughs) me some sparkle and shimmer, but we don't put it on our face because on camera, it jacks you up. Um, And everything that is being promoted is highlighters. You know, you've got your unicorn dusts and your this, that. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Like, as pretty as that is in the package, you look kind of freaky in person when you start having rainbow sparkle shimmer across your, you know, cheekbone. Like, who, what? So but you're saying so like it, you're afraid it's going to give the wrong idea because Well people... and so that with with doing it myself I have to figure out how to cross that line of what is popular on social media and what is actually going to sell mm-hmm. and I know for myself, when I first started doing my local branding, I put in it some of the extreme work I did because I started doing a lot of really amazing, intricate stuff with feathers and rhinestones and building these appliques. And I put that in my ad because it was beautiful and amazing and super creative and all this. And it terrified my clients. And I was losing business because of it. So I am in the process of trying to figure out. I'm going to push back. (laughs) Go ahead, finish. Try to figure out what I want to do with YouTube and all of this because... Um, because I know I need to, but it's like, how do I walk that line? So I'm in the process of sort of developing what I want to do with that structure. You be but transparent. Not, exactly. Okay, like the the answer to this question is, you know, if if one, like doing the the more theatrical stuff, yeah. if that's like what if that's like the niche, yeah, like that's great because like niches win. Yes. Like not only like you could be like makeup, but like now you're like in a niche in makeup, right? Right. And. And so like if you had a YouTube video and you're showing like, you know, something that's a little bit more theatrical, whatever it is, then you just straight up say that. You'd be yeah. like, yeah. you would not wear this. Ladies, listen Please to me. Please don't wear this. You would not wear this when you go to public. So let me just make that very, very yeah, clear right like now. Niche, well, and I, you know? Right? But, but this is like how you would do this and you show it, you show the process or whatever it is and you talk about it. It, I... I know, in the short term, you're right. Like yeah. in the short term, you might lose a client. Somebody be like, "Oh, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about." Like whatever. But she's no expert. Blah blah blah. But long, <laughs> but long but term, long term and you actually you actually do the opposite. You actually mm-hmm. solidify yourself more totally as an expert. And then those uh, like you know. VH1 is that still in existence? <laughs> like so, you know, some other like major like is like, hey, 
is like, hey, we would like to hire you. You know, they they and come across it, and you've built this brand and this presence on YouTube, on Instagram, like yeah. everywhere, and and you've just made yourself more of an expert to where now you can actually take your prices and go up, up even more. And it's actually funny that you say that because I'm literally partnering with uh, SWI Photography, who does all the high school yearbook photos, mm-hmm. and I've been with them for a couple of years doing a special package for their seniors. We're literally today starting to film some stuff where I'm going to be sort of debunking some of the social media trends to promote to the high schoolers when they're coming to get their senior portraits, and we're d- going to be doing some video footage of that. Cool. Um, so that's sort of like the kickoff. So yeah. we're starting. We're, start, we're starting. We're, we're starting. starting. It's so okay. funny that you brought up. You, it's so funny that you brought up like YouTube and stuff yeah. because like that's exactly the kind of work that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Which is not like very. That's why I say unagency because like a lot of the other agencies in town, which are all fantastic, no. they're all great friends of mine. They all, but you know, they do a lot of websites. We don't do websites. websites Facebook, like the typical. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I mean, it's like I am actually super in love with YouTube. I love like. Me too. I'm a junkie. Super. Yeah. So I'm a super YouTube junkie and uh, I just think it's, I think you're absolutely right. And I definitely, and I've told her this. I know, you have have the personality, she knows, she's heard my spiel before. The TV niche, that's what you get into. You're the TV makeup specialist. So you say, okay, we're not gonna do highlight like this, we're gonna do it like this because this is how it looks with the lighting. And like you become that, like people are becoming like YouTubers and videotaping themselves and they can go to you on like, how should I look on TV? And you become that specialist. like. Oh, that's, oh, that's. I know. I've got to do it. Oh my god, I'm excited for you. I'm like, maybe I'll do it. And you're both right. Like, it's funny because, like, even sitting in the seat, like, talking about it, yeah. it's like. It's, I'm finding it's hard for me to even like give advice to people yeah. because I'm afraid that they're gonna think that I'm selling them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Well, and that's people get scared to come near me if they don't have their makeup done, and I'm like, sweetie. I'm not gonna like it's okay. grab your face. Like, you okay? But yeah, you you will definitely. Yeah. Face that. Yeah, Kara, so I want your business right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I made less than $3,000 this month, so, uh, so <laughs> give me a bit, Colin. Yeah. I mean, we'll give me just, so much. We'll just take all 3000 Kara, that's fine. <laughs> Jeez, you don't need food. Who needs food in a roof yeah. over my head? Not me. <laughs> I need a specialist. No, but it's definitely something that I'm going to keep pushing you on because I appreciate it. I know like, you have the personality, and I, and I do think a lot of it is tied, it, you know, it's it's interesting as I study it from like the generational standpoint. Yeah, yeah. It's way easier mm-hmm. for like the college kids now or even the kids that are in high school to be like, oh yeah, I'm on it. Or like, and like the fact that they're even talking about making careers out of being YouTubers. Like, yeah, that's like, crazy. Like, it's crazy to me. The fact that these conversations are happening that people can do that. And we've had people like right across this table who are like, ha- have careers doing yeah. Instagram. Like yeah. they make money it's insane. from like well, posting I mean, on Instagram. Is, when we grew up, getting hold of a video camera was hard. Right. Like that was not something you you couldn't record, you know, unless you had a lot of money. And you know, you, I mean, I remember my parents renting a gigantic video camera to make family videos for a weekend and it was like a huge deal. That's like, crazy. Huge deal. And now, and now you, and now you do it right here. Okay, video right, right like here. Like you do it right here. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's incredible. It's getting in that mindset, Um, you know, because. Yeah. And everyone's doing that now. Like yeah. I did, I was like, I'm all, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I do everything. But I was doing, I did a YouTube channel for a while and I was like vlogging and I literally had a gimbal like to stabilize yep. and my iPhone. That's it. And that's how I ran the channel. And you know, you're getting like, it's like you're, you can build a career off of that. Like I was getting thousands of views on like stupid stuff using my phone to videotape. Yeah. Like, and like people do that. Like, 
you know, like how do you? And that's it, it's I insane. still have to get my brain to, to function. That and way. that's yeah, and it's like well, it's a little I, bit and of I figured this out. You know, difference. Like, like I, I figured this out, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. But I can tell you that the problem is that to so many people, and it's funny because I've been on this kick for like the last week or so. So many people are deathly afraid of what other people are gonna say. Yeah. That was my. That's why I, I mean, stopped. See, I, yeah, never like, I, mean, I, I stopped. I got nervous about it. I was like, oh, up. my friends are gonna see this. Hold on, hold on. Straight up, I posted on Instagram last week. It's it's a clip of me like really standing up for for Gainesville and like talking about <laughs> talking about Gainesville and how there's so much opportunity here and how I'm trying to like make people like realize these opportunities. And uh, dude, the amount of hate. Like I'm gonna have people that says Gainesville sucks and like and then I'm just I'm just like start I just start going back at them asking questions like people who are like straight up trolling me. And, oh my god! And say, yeah, and like and like straight up hating like straight up hating not only like but people would like look at a clip and be like yo you could have gotten those gorillas out of the background they're like way too loud and actually done like an interview and like I mean like. Like, straight up, oh my straight God, up, just yeah. mean. I mean, I'm gonna say it, mean shit. Yeah, like, it's just like mean, and and I know, I know that so many people are afraid of that. Yeah, yeah, that that's they, exactly that, that, what it that is. they will not post, that they will not like build their brand, mm-hmm. that they won't do these things because they're afraid of what other people are gonna I say and think say about. Say that them. for it's, myself. It's I would actually, be like, people are gonna think I'm ugly in my YouTube video, or I spoke weird, or I stuttered, or I did this, and I literally started to panic and I shut it down. Well, it's it was, so funny because that, that's never it. been my fear, but that might be because of my theater training. Because my, yeah, as an actor, you, well, as an actor, that's all you do is get rejected. Mm-hmm. And it's well, so if you don't have that fear, then you have yeah, already I have, have no an fear of that. Like, you just do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're selling you. You're selling you. I don't get it. I know. I need to sell you. Let's go. I mean, it's it's been crazy to kind of see that people get so hung up on what yeah. other people say that they're afraid to take action. And yeah, and see, and it's build. so funny because that that's not been it at all with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's just a co- it's just a common you. thread. That yeah, I, I need to. I after talking with you the other day, I was like, okay, I'm starting. I'm gonna start. Okay, we're starting. <laughs> well, I also think that there's this false perspective that it's too late. Yeah, I think people go, oh, but I see like people on Instagram that have millions of followers, and I only have five. Like it's it's too late. Right. And oh. and uh, and even same thing with Facebook and stuff. Like, oh well, Facebook's for old people now. And like, and I understand these perceptions, and I study these perceptions. And I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, they're right. Like, I mean, if I'm working with a business, and I know that that key demographic is older, then I'm going to say we need to target on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's more college age, I'm like, oh, we need to target on Instagram and Snapchat. You know, so like I. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Like I understand that as well. Um, <clears throat> totally forgot where I was going with that now. <laughs> what was I saying before that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the you were, bottom line is you got to start on yeah. YouTube already. And you were talking about how like the fear of not having enough followers already starting too late. Yeah, so like yeah, oh yeah. That, like that's the thing. Like the pe- what people don't realize is that even with Facebook being like I mean, it's only 15 years old. Yeah. Like, so even though it's like much more of an older crowd, if you will, like it's only 15 years old. Yeah. Like it's still young. Yeah. You know, and then when you bring in like Instagram and you know Snapchat and some of these others, like they're still they're still really babies. Young. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's infantile. new things every day. So like as long as you're watching out for those trends, like you might be the person who like hops on that next app and like you're the star of that one. So you just have to be like, especially with like 
makeup being so popular now, it's like bound to happen. Like something's <laughs> gonna come out that's like very I makeup like you. centric. Yeah. Can you just like follow me around and like pep talk <laughs> and me? hype you up? <laughs> like you got it, you got it. Just like put up a little clip in your ear. And like, I got you. Well, and I also think <laughs> that a lot of people just make up the excuse I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Oh, there's always time. time. There's always time. Like, there are 24 workable hours in every day. Yeah, it's just you're not good at scheduling. <laughs> that's the truth. I'm not good at scheduling. That's why. <laughs> that's why I like have to find help. So anyway, um, I'm I obviously like lost my thought at the end. So that means like I'm tired and done. <laughs> my brain. And Colin my, my is brain is done. My brain is finished. <laughs> Probably should have finished like. 10 minutes ago before that happened. Um, but no, Kara, thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you awesome. so much for having me. This yeah, was great. It was fun. And Natasha, you too, good luck being a thank student you. entrepreneur. Thank you for having Wrap, me. Wrapping up, wrapping up your college career, yes. that's exciting. I know. Going the real into world. the real world. Uh, ter- terrifying. <laughs> so, well, I'm, I appreciate you coming on and being my guest co-host today. Thank you for it was having awesome me. getting to know Honored you. Honored to be here. Yeah. Um, real quick, why don't you guys, why don't you both kind of tell people where they can find you? So like, if you have Instagrams, mm-hmm. uh, a website for your business, like what yeah, are those Yeah, so places? my personal is Natasha Jewett, um, just my name, um, but my business is suede.shop on Instagram, so S-U-E-D-E dot shop, and then a website is linked there, but it's www.suede-shop.com. So if you're looking for jewelry or something like that, uh, we have a lot of gator stuff too for the locals. Cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can find me there. All right, and Kara, all on Instagram, I have my personal, which is just Kara Winslow. Um, I have my business page, which is Kara Winslow, M-U-A. Um, and then on Facebook, my business page is Kara Winslow Makeup Artist. Um, and then I also have a Snapchat as well, which is just Kara Winslow. Um, and a website, www.karawinslow.com. <laughs> Lots of my name out Love there. <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa! whoa. We'll see you later. <laughs>